Good day to you, black people. All right. Today's Say Coffin Moment person is James Wilden Johnson, author, lawyer, and civil rights activist. He wrote Lift Every Voice. It is, or, or you can stand. It is a powerful statement or of our identity, resolve, and humanity. No one can or will ever take that away. He graduated from Atlanta University and worked as a principal in a grammar school, founded a newspaper, The Daily American, and became the first African-American to pass the Florida Bar. He, his published works include the autobiography of an ex-colored man in 1912 and God's trombones in 1927. He was a leader of the NAACP and a leading figure in the creation and development of the Harlem Renaissance. Let's give it up for James Weldon Johnson. All right. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign, reign on the throne. Oh, For you are God and God alone. And you, my cloudy days are gone. Oh, I
tell you, oh, 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 I love you, Lord. today, Lord. Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how. Prostrate in our spirits. We loathe and we need you to lift us. We've been down before God. And you have a history of lifting us up, but now we're low. And we need you like we've never needed you before. So God, we come to you right now saying thank you. Because we could not have made it to this point without your love, your care, your intervention. We could not have made it this far without you stepping in and ruling and super ruling in the midst of our chaos. We thank you, oh God. Because you look beyond our faults and you see our needs, we thank you. Because yet even in this very moment, you are sustaining us, you're stretching us, you're pulling us, you're guiding us, you're growing us. And even in the midst of this time, we tell you thank you. Because if it had not been for you who was on our side, we don't know where we would be. So Lord, we bless you, praise you right now, and we ask that you would be with that sister or brother in the midst of us now who is suffering, who is going through, who doesn't see a way out. Pray, oh God, for the light that we might be able to walk in the light while it is yet shining. Pray, oh God, that you would allow your light to shine on us right now so that we might be invigorated and enthused with your power that you might be able to motivate us to give us what we need to offer you the praise that you deserve. Some of us are ailing in our bodies. Our bodies have turned against us. And we need you, oh God, to be that healing force that you're able to be. 
Open us up and make us receptive to your healing because it waits for us just on the other side of our ability to believe. And oh God, I pray that you would increase our faith in this very moment, that you would help us to be able to continue to strive, to continue to be those who are chasing after your reflection. And we will be careful to give your name all of the praise, all of the glory for everything that you do in our lives is either good or for our good. And we ask it all in the name of sweet black Jesus for his sake that we pray amen, amen, and amen. Mm -hmm. I love you. We heard during the sharing of our Sankofa moment that James Weldon Johnson is the author of what we know as the Negro National Anthem. And right now I'm stalling so our so Quay can get back and put us on lift every voice and sing. It's Black History Month, and we celebrate black history every day, but particularly during this month, as Molly said, the white people have given us permission. They play in black movies on the TV and Act like the movies won't play on no other other month, but we thank God for that. Let us. Wow, that is just too small for me. That is a blessing that I know it by heart. <laughs> okay, so we thank God for that. Y'all ready? On three, let us sing. And if you don't mind, please stand. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicings rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. We song full of the faith that the dark 
stands. Sing loud, y'all, please. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of a new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died, yet with a steady to the place for which our Father sighed. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered out of the gloomy past till now we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast God of our weary God of our silent tears, Thou who has brought us thus far on the way, Thou who has by Thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places our God where we met thee. Lest our hearts Drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God. Amen. That always make you feel good. Always make you feel good. Okay. Sisters and brothers, it's time for us to share. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a blessing 
to be able to share the our bucket is right up front for you to put as they say a drop in the bucket want to invite everybody to stand to their feet receive an envelope from the usher and after you have received your envelope fill it out put your name on it so you can get credit for what you have shared yeah All right, and for those, uh-oh. Y'all just keep jamming, just keep jamming. I'm gonna set this thing up. Say bless. The devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. We are
Lord God, we thank you for the gifts. We thank you for the givers. We pray that you would take what has been shared, that you would multiply it, cause it to be more than enough so we'd be able to share. I ask that in the name of sweet black Jesus and for his sake, I always pray amen, amen, and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, sisters and brothers, the beloved community choir.
and worshiping congregation. Praise God for each of you. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for this, another preach opportunity. It is my prayer that you would take us as we are. Take me as I am. Use us for your glory in this moment that we have set aside for worship. It is my prayer that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, amen, and amen. From the book of Matthew, chapter number 10. Matthew, chapter 10. I'll begin reading at verse number 28. Or maybe I'll start at verse number 26. Y'all listen for a word from the Lord. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the biblical text. Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse number 26. You ain't got to find it. I'm going to preach it anyway, so it don't make no difference if you can find it. So have no fear of them. For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret 
that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell it in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. I want to talk this morning from what I have decided to call worth. Worth. You may be seated. I'm going to give y'all one more time to put your hands together. Come on, let's, let's do a little bit better today. Okay, this one of them kind of Sundays. This is all right. Them kind of Sundays happen. We have them kind of Sundays. Every day can't, we can't be on and crack-a-lacking, pop-locking and dropping. <laughs> Some days it's just it is what it is, you know what I'm saying, and that's all good. If you're checking us out via uh, online or checking us out on the Facebook, welcome, and uh, thank you for being present. Uh, we kind of crazy today, but we're gonna make it, make it through. I was away last week, and you know, you know what, you know what this is. This is a real example of what kind of happens in our families when daddy ain't there. Stuff just, you know, kind of does what stuff does when daddy ain't there. So uh, as Jermaine Jackson once said, daddy's home. Home to stay. Matthew 10, 28 through 31. Thank y'all for carrying on, though, in my absence last week. Uh, I had to preach uh, Morehouse Day at uh, Bethlehem Baptist Church over on Colgan Road in southwest Atlanta. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, how many of y'all heard of, uh, of Beats by Dre headphones. Everybody know about Beats by Dre headphones, they the earbud headphones. Well, a few days ago, I read a statement that said, Beats by Dre is worth $3 billion. The next sentence said, Dr. Dre is worth $500 million. And, it's, and it started me to thinking, B, just me and you today, we're going to do this today, all right? Started me to thinking, perhaps I should be impressed. I am not. What I am is concerned. I am concerned that black 
people's worth is still calculated in dollars. Need I remind you that black people were brutalized, tortured, terrorized, and enslaved, turned into a commodity like hogs or eggs or chickens so that whites might claim us as their wealth. It is apparent that that white media still believes a human being's value is determined by their currency equivalents measured in U.S. dollars. Whites believe their wealth is directly tied to black people's worth, shout worth. This is troubling. This is troubling for me because the inversion of that sense of reasoning says that I'm not worth much at all and that there are people who are worth less than me. That approach to valuation of human worth is unacceptable and demonic in my estimation. May I just share with you that the average cost of a slave of any age, sex, or condition in 1850 was $400. However, the output of that enslaved person was valued at $3.4 million in today's money. The average cost of a slave of any age, sex, or condition in 1860 was $8 hundred dollars that would be about 30 grand in today's money the cost of a prime field hand an 18 to 30 year old man in 1850 was 1200 dollars around 40 grand in today's dollars while the cost of a skilled slave like a blacksmith or an organist was over two thousand dollars over $65,000 in current day dollars. It is important to note that these numbers are averages because young children and old people were considered to be basically worthless. These data suggest that black people's worth was based upon how much profit they could generate for the white person who owned them. In the same way that it is today, your wealth is based on how much money you can make for the person who employs you. If they determine that you can't make money for them, then you are no longer valuable, and to them, you have no worth. In an article entitled Measuring Slavery in 2020 Dollars, Williamson and Kane write, it is interesting to note that the relative output of owning one slave was as high as $14 million in 1818. This finding is consistent with the history of the period when southern slaves exercised or southern states exercised great influence on such issues as tariffs, banking, and in which new areas of the country slavery would be allowed. In other words, what it's saying is, at one time, slave masters had control of the Congress and the Senate who made the rules and who set the policies about what would happen in the country. But what happened is, is that the northern states became industrialized and they began to make more money with industry than they were able to make 
with slavery. And so the northern industrialists became those who controlled the Congress, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. That's what the white folks didn't say, but I just clarified it for you. There was actually a formula for measuring the value of a slave using labor or income value, relative earnings, and real price as indices. The measure of worth of an enslaved person was set in a range from $400 on the low end to $240,000 on the high end. It is estimated that enslaved persons' total worth to whites in terms of $2020 would be around $13 trillion. And that's a good number to start at for reparations, ain't it? Only diabolical, syphilitic psychopaths could have devised a system as filthy exploitative, unclean, and ungodly as chattel slavery in America. And we feel, still feel as though we are worthless. Otherwise, why do we obsess over possession of things to prove our worth? It appears to me that Jesus was concerned about how people valued themselves and each other in the 10th chapter of Matthew's gospel. So the first thing he does after convening this brotherhood is to give them something that most of them had never had before. That is authority. The first thing he gave them was something that they never had. It was authority. Chapter, verse 1, he says, where is it? Verse 1, it says, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and he gave them authority. See, that's something that we generally don't have. We're usually the last hired and the first fired and we never establish any authority in the place where we dwell throughout the most of our waking hours in the day. Ah, uh, and Jesus gave them authority. Authority is the power of the right to give orders, to make decisions, and also to enforce obedience. I got what you call author. I ain't got no reti. I got, I got the ability to make decisions. I got the uh, uh, ability to, to give orders. I just don't have the ability to enforce obedience. These were fishermen. Some may have been like Jesus, carpenters or stonemasons. There was a black Jewish nationalist activist among them, also known as a zealot. There was also a community draining tax collector and a snitcher on deck. He begins here by calling and empowering these formerly powerless men to do the work of the street therapist. He told them in verse number one to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Please don't be confused into thinking that evil spirits are not human. 
spooks and ghosts may disturb us in the midnight hour, but, but white folks and Negroes who practice anti-blackness and white supremacy are the evil spirits which troubled black people then and continue to trouble and make us sick in the here and now. Ah, after giving these brothers authority in verse 1 he turns around in verse 5 and he gives them instructions because authority without instructions is a dangerous human being a human being with authority without godly instructions will tear everything apart that's why you have to be careful about who you give your authority to. Uh, and, and his instructions are explicit and they are particular as it relates to who not to serve. Now make sure that you're looking at this on your Bible or on your phone because folks like to argue about this. So make sure you're looking at it so you can read it for yourself so you will know that slaughter ain't lying to you about what is on is in verses 5 and 6. He said, he said, don't go to the whites or to those who have intermarried with them. He said, don't go to them. He said, don't do it. The Gentiles were the invading Europeans and the Samaritans were an ethnic group who had intermarried with the Assyrians who had at one time conquered and enslaved them. So Jesus say, don't fool with them. Don't fool with the people who've been enslaving you, who enslaving you now, and don't fool with the people who have enslaved you. Don't, don't fool with the people who are right with the people who enslaved them. Now that's what it's saying. So you read it for yourself and you go back and you do the exegesis and see if I'm lying or not. Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't Go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Now, that busts the bubble of people who love to say that Jesus loved everybody and the Lord wanted everybody to be healed. That ain't what that says. He sent the ministers, the street therapists, to nobody except the lost sheep of the tribe of Israel. He said, don't go see nobody else. Don't talk to nobody else. Let me tell you what, let me show you what it says. He said, the updated rever version of the New Revised Standard Version says, do not take, don't even take a road leading to the Gentiles. Don't, don't go in a Samaritan town it said don't even go in a neighborhood look at it but, 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 but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel as you go proclaim the good news proclaim the good news to who? to the people that look like you you ain't don't say nothing to folks who don't look like you you go see about people who look like you Proclaim the good news. The good news is the kingdom of heaven is near. He said, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with a skin disease, cast out demons. You receive without payment, give without payment. So don't go out there taking care of the people 
thinking that you're going to get paid for it. No Cadillac, no helicopter, no airplane, no mansion, none of that. Service and no money. That's what he sent them out for. He said, take no gold or silver or even copper in your bag. Don't even take no money with you, he said. If you got money, because I know the tax collector has some money. He said, don't even take it with you. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If the people right, give them some of that good energy. If the folks ain't right, take your good energy with you as you leave the town and shake the dust off your feet. <laughs> In other words, forget about them. Ah, if anyone will not welcome or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or that town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than of that town. Jesus wanted them to know that the job of street therapist was a dangerous undertaking. See, when we meet here on Wednesday nights, at 7 o'clock, right after trap yoga, we call it street therapy because all of us will be in the same room together and we are each other's therapist as well as our own because we search for answers that are revealed for us within the text and we use those answers in order to try to heal one another. I was looking at pictures of the beloved community church when we first started. And when we first started, that would be like 40 people in Bible study. This started out as a strong Bible study. And as the truth began to be revealed, <laughs> Listen, the job of a street therapist was a dangerous occupation. It was a dangerous undertaking. The job was not a vertical move or an elevation in status. It was an introduction to the dark side of ministry with people who have been belittled, devalued, and recruited into a narrative that made them feel as though they had no worth. Somebody shout worth. Somebody shout, I got worth. Yeah, sweet black Jesus told them up front to be ready for rejection. Be prepared for false accusations. Be open to setbacks if you're going to do this ministry. He told them to expect, expect 
broken promises and, and to know for a certainty that displaced hatred and unwarranted persecution are a part of the package because that is what comes with doing this kind of ministry. People will look you dead in your eye and tell you a lie and expect for you to be all right with it. He said, be prepared for that because that's part of the, of the ministry. Ah, oh, he said, a disciple is not above the teacher nor a slave above the master. It, verse 25, it is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub or the devil, how much more will they malign those of his household? In other words, Jesus is saying, if they talk bad about me, how much more badly do you think that they're going to talk about you? Talk about your, let's get personal. Talk about your family now. If they talk about your pastor, how much more you think they're going to talk about you? They gonna say something wrong with you because you following him. He he ain't the fool, you the fool. Yeah, ain't that what they say? Stop lying. Now you know I ain't lying. You know that's what they say. Why are you there? Why are you investing your time in that foolishness? Jesus said, "Man, you got to expect that. That that come with the territory." Ah, but Jesus was saying, if they talk bad about me and they talk bad about you, they can talk all the bad talk that they want to talk, but don't you be afraid of them. They ain't got nothing that they can withhold from you that you can't get here. I can't say it and on the paper and I don't remember what I said. Jesus said, don't be scared of them. Don't be scared of the people who threaten to withhold their love for you because you love God. That ain't on the paper neither. Jesus said, don't be afraid of them. Expose them. Don't get sucked into their lies, but controvert them with the truth. Verse 26 says, so have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered. Somebody think it's slaughter, man. How you know? I just know that ain't nothing that's covered up going to be uncovered. I don't know exactly what it is. I just be saying stuff, and it just so happened to hit. Have no fear of them. For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell it in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim it from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear the one who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Okay. So hell, I ain't thinking hell is 
no place in the center, down in the center of the earth where it's internal fire. And that's Dante's Inferno. That ain't the hell. That's not described anywhere in the text. Hell is when you can't sleep. Hell is when you can't get no rest. When that feeling of anxiety in your belly never goes away. Unless you get so drunk that you go to sleep. Hell is when the one that you love won't talk to you or take your calls any longer. Hell is when you lose a loved one and you didn't get a chance to say I'm sorry before they left. Hell is recognizing that you lived your life beneath your privilege because you was too lazy and too sorry to get up and do something better than what you did. <sighs> he said, you know, I was thinking about my, my nephew. He, he he liked to go on the on the on the Facebook live and he liked to talk when he feeling stressed. And and family members get angry with him because they believe that he is airing dirty laundry. All he doing is proclaiming from the housetop what <laughs> was said in the secret. He he just saying it out loud. What, what is it about? What is it about the truth that people hate so bad? Not for real. What, what, what is it about the truth that make people so mad? find this part of the text to be particularly interesting because it appears that Jesus is making a connection between fear and value. Between dreaded anxiety and worth. This, this liberation theology, this liberation talk right here. Listen, listen. There is a way in which I see the implied connection because if there is no God, then I must be afraid for my body and my soul. However, if God is real, I have no need to fear anything or anybody for any reason. So my life depends on whether or not God is real. If there is no God, then I have no value. I am nothing. I am a man most miserable. I don't have a job. I don't have anything to talk about if there is no God. My life depends on whether or not God is real. And we live in a world with theists and atheists. Some people believe there is a God and some people don't believe there is a God at all. But if there is no God, I'm through. 
And so are you. If there is no God, then I have no value. I am nothing but a man most miserable. But that if there is a God, I have power, authority, status, and worth. Somebody shout worth. Uh, Jesus seems to be saying that the civil and religious authorities who thrive on making us feel inferior are actually powerless before the almighty creator, Olu Dumare. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Finally, Jesus employs a rhetorical query using a metaphorical comparison that the listening audience would surely understand. He says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? He said, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs on your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are more valuable than many sparrows. When Jesus said these words, sparrows, or which was just a general term for small birds. Well, small birds or sparrows were used in trade and commerce because they were what? Food. Jesus understood that they understood what he was talking about when he went to talking about their bellies. Jesus said, Jesus, Jesus understood that they knew that sparrows or small birds were used in trade and commerce because they were food. People routinely ate them like we eat chicken. And so Jesus asked them, in essence, don't you know that you are more than a piece of meat? Don't let nobody objectify you. You more than a piece of meat. This is a message for our people. Because they make us sell our souls and our body for their filthy money. I know you don't like it because you want it. So you got worth. You got, it don't make no difference what you bring to the table. What we need to learn is how to rest and relax. White folks have taught us that what is normative for us is to grind, to work as many hours as possible. And if you ain't working at full capacity, then you ain't worth nothing. And they'll tell you that. See, that's sickness. That's sickness. And it causes sickness. There's a, a, a new diagnosis, sis, and you know I ain't lying, called weathering. 
Black women experience it more so than anybody else. Weathering. Weathering is, you ever seen, you ever seen a coastline where the edges are jagged? Because the water has continually ebbed and flowed and hit up against the rocks for millions of years and they turn the rocks in the sand. That's weathering. When you get hit with wave after wave after wave until you crumble. That's the only thing you're going to get out the grind. When you get enough money stacked, you ain't going to be able to spend it because you're going to be sick. Shucks. Let me, let me get out of here. Oh. Oh. Don't you know that you more than a piece of meat? Don't you know that every hair on your head or Reverend Knight, every follicle on your head has been inventoried by God. What this means is that God pays special attention to us. There is, there is no one ever created on the planet that was created as a throwaway person. Let me say this to you. And see, black people, we got to cut this bullshit out. We got to cut this out. That I don't like gay people stuff. God ain't made no throwaway black people. What is wrong with you? What is wrong? This must stop. It must stop. We got to change. We got to change. Oh, shucks. Oh, my beloved. I'm clear that our enemies have convinced many of our children that they have to be a rapper or an athlete or a slanger or somebody with money to have worth. They tell us that we must be educated and competent to have worth. They tell us that we have to grind ourselves into nothing in order to have worth. They create legislation to erase the truth of our history because they can't bear being decentered and removed from the forefront of our consciousness. They can't bear us seeing ourselves as though we are somebody. All oh, the ones who call us minorities are actually the real minority in this country and on this planet and they lie to us every day they misspeak, they misinterpret and they misinform us to make us question our worth they create categories of value called class and tell us that the only special Negroes can rise to be a part of the upper class The best you can aspire to is to be in the middle. Must be out of your damn mind. <laughs> you can't tell I'm great. <laughs> I, I ain't got no money. 
I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight broke. I ain't gonna lie. I get gas once a week, and 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 if I if I run out, I don't go nowhere. <laughs> you feel me? And, and I'm saying that to all of y'all who missed the offering. See that y'all quit laughing, y'all quit calling. You see that I'm talking about? See what this money? You think you worth what you got in your pocket or in your bank account. This sermon is designed to help you to know that you're worth more than that. Oh, my beautiful sisters and my brothers, beloved. I want it. I want it. I, I, I want it. Yeah. To remind you, yeah, of your worth today. Yeah, you may not be employed at the moment, but I stopped by to tell, to tell you that you got worth and value and that you are loved. You are valuable. You are. You are. You are somebody. Your value cannot be computed based on the measure of man. Jesus is saying you are valuable. Ain't no value high enough to approximate your worth. There ain't enough zeros to calculate your worth. Ain't enough digits to cipher your worth. There is no mathematical computation that can appropriately describe your worth. So don't be afraid. You you are more valuable than many sparrows. You have value beyond beyond description and worth beyond measure because your Bible says in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Ain't God all right? Somebody shout yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. I'm glad today because I'm standing in a room with people who are invaluable. You're worth so much that I can't count it. I'm glad 
glad to be in your presence. Just being around you make me feel like I'm somebody too. Ain't God all right? So touch your neighbor now. Grab somebody's hand and tell them you are somebody. You're somebody to me. Don't let nobody in this room not be touched. Touch your neighbor and tell them. Tell them you are valuable. Ain't God all right? I'm thankful that the Lord imbued us with a sense of value that no one can name. Ain't nobody, can't nobody do me like Jesus. That's why I'm glad that Jesus stopped by to tell us you're worth something. You're worthy. Somebody shout worth. Shout worth. Say, I got worth. I got worth. I got value. Shucks. Don't let nobody. Don't let nobody trick you into thinking that you're just a piece of meat, that you ain't nothing but what you can produce. You got more power, you got more value than anyone can measure. Cause God, God, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, Oh, God God put God's self in you you made out of godly stuff you are intricate and complex yeah you're delicate and fragile yet durable and resilient Oh, you're intelligent and resourceful. You're long-suffering and perseverant. You belong to God. And God says, you're worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Shucks. You don't want to feel good this morning. You ought to give somebody a high five. Tell them you're worth so much. I'm sorry. I overlooked your worth. I'm sorry. I was looking out of wrong eyes. I can see you now. 
tell them I see you you're worthy I see you you're worthy yeah 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 wow yeah shut Ain't God all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Ain't God all right? I might not understand it, but somehow, some way, the final analysis is God is all right. I start questioning my worth. I start questioning my worth when I'm unable to be present, when my body turns against me and I begin to feel as though I can't produce. I can't produce what I have produced in times past. I start feeling like I'm worthless. When I can't please the people that I want to please, it makes me feel like I'm worthless. That's why I need this word today. I don't know about you, but I need this word. I need this word. I need it. I need it. Oh, I need it. I need it, y'all. y'all shucks yeah 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 oh I just got to holler sometime. Ah, Lord. Oh, Lord. You're worthy of all our praise. You're worthy. Yeah. You're worthy. I will leave it alone. Now, I tell you, I just want to tell you, hold up on that. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad, I'm glad about. Said, I'm glad. Y'all say I'm glad. Ah, it's another day's journey, and I'm glad. Oh, I'm saying I'm so glad to be here. Ah, he gave me two legs to walk on, and I'm glad. Said I'm glad. I'm glad oh, oh, 
He gave me two legs to walk on, and I'm glad. Yeah, I said I'm so glad to be here. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. I, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. It's another day in journey, and I'm glad. Yeah, I know I'm so glad to be here. Said I'm glad. Said I'm glad. Said I'm glad. Oh, I want you to stay right there. Stay right there. Yeah, yeah. Stay right there. Said I'm glad. Stay right there. Said I'm glad. Said I'm glad. If you are glad, you ought to wave your hand. Say I'm glad about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad about it. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. Said I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another day's journey, and I'm glad. The door is open. The door of the church is open. Shucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. We offer Christ to you. Whether you're in this room, whether you're online, no matter where you are, we offer Christ. He'll bring you new life, a new way of calculating your own value. Sweet black Jesus, our African Messiah. Why don't you come right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, sing it, children. Sing it, my children. We offer Come on, say, my brother, we, 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 offer Christ to you. Oh, my sister, oh, my sister, the Lord will bring you new life, bring you brand new life, new life abundantly. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, the cry. 
Let's just sing that one more time. Yeah, yeah. We offer Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my brother, we offer Christ to you. Oh, my sister. Oh, my sister. I know the Lord will bring to life. Oh, 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 come. The invitation was given. None have accepted in this room. But if you're watching and you say you want to be down with the beloved, then just uh, put a thumbs up on the screen and let everybody know you're down with us. And so that's what it is. Send us some money and make it official. Quit playing. (laughs) Dollar sign, T-H-E-B-E-L-O-V-E-D-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. The beloved community is our cash out. We love y'all. God loves y'all. Um, yeah, everybody okay? And this is what we're going to do. We just, please turn that off, please. Uh, what we're going to do is, uh, is we're just going to leave. All right? We're we going to go. Y'all, y'all okay with that? Or y'all want to do everything we do? We're going to do everything we do? Okay, then. All right. I thought y'all was tired of me, man. I thought y'all were tired of me, man. Uh, Okay, then. We had uh, another meeting. The Below Community Development Corporation had a meeting on yesterday with our board of directors. It was another good and productive meeting. It's our second one this year. We're having another one in a couple of weeks. Uh, we are locating dollars to be infused into our community development corporation. And so, you know, if y'all know of any philanthropic organizations or persons who uh, would dedicate some money to helping us do the work that we do. Uh, the Spirit told me yesterday we ought to call that the love factory because that's what we produce. We are producing love in the space we need volunteers. We need women volunteers on Tuesdays from 10 to 2. We need men volunteers on Thursdays to man the showers. Y'all remember three years ago? I'm, out, I'm saying three, four years ago, I'm saying, look, at the very least, we ought to be able to do for um, somebody who is unsheltered is provide a place for them to get a shower. Do y'all, don't y'all remember the reason why the... Why we started doing what we started doing because people was bathing in the bathrooms in the in, in the front. True. You remember, and the toilet kept on getting stopped up because folks didn't want others to know that they were bathing, and so they would put the the, uh, the uh, paper towels and stuff in the in the commode and try to flush them, right. so when nobody knew that they had to bathe there. So we said we was gonna do something about that. So well, we did it, and we got everything set up, but we ain't got nobody to stand there and take care of the people when they get the shower. We need somebody to. Do the get the towels. We need somebody to help clean up afterwards because we're gonna run people through and it's got to be clean. Right? It's got to stay clean. 
And so we need people to volunteer to do that, to help make that happen for a few hours on Tuesday for ladies, a few hours on Thursday for gentlemen, because that's when they take their showers. So, you know, that's what we need. All right. The other thing uh, that we doing is we got 5.30 on Friday night, uh, NA and AA meetings that happen here at the church. It's the Friday paycheck. It moved from where it was. Don't worry about it. Okay. And uh, that goes on at 5.30. All right. Uh, the food pantry is open Monday, Wednesday. Not the food pantry, but the food sharing. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from uh, 12 to 2. We give people, we give each person that comes at least two meals. Something for lunch and something to last them for dinner. Amen. We do that. We do that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right? But the people who run it get woe out. Because they, they doing it like it's a job. True. Helen, Helen HC, she there every day without fail. Sister Marguerite, every day without True. fail. And these ladies, it's Sister Helen, I mean, uh, Sister uh, uh, Gwen, uh, folks need help, man. We need help. We doing this. Y'all said we want to do it. I said we going to do it. Y'all said we want to do it. So I need y'all to help now. So I need y'all to reach out to those ladies down there and try to figure out a way and ask them how you can be supportive to them. And that's folks in this room and that's folks online who might be watching as well. Uh, uh, other than that, what else we got going? Oh, our eighth anniversary is coming up. And y'all know usually, because I don't, I don't trip over stuff like that. You know, I'm not a you know, I'd be hurt when, when you don't recognize it, but I've come to realize that if I don't spearhead something, it won't get done. And so what we are spearheading is an observation of our eighth anniversary of existence. I think that's something to celebrate, don't you? Okay. You know, we finally got to the point where we got a, a leadership cadre, and I need y'all to help them to understand who they are. Right? I need y'all to help them understand who they are. So go to them with some of the things that trouble you. Go to them with the stuff that you want to see happen or to see change in the space. Take it to your, to your deacons. And then from there, it'll come to me, and we're going to work on it, and we're going to make the changes that you believe need to be made, and we agree with it, and it makes sense. We, that's what we're going to do. But y'all got to give them some, you know, because you know I don't bother Negroes. Right, y'all know me. I don't bother Negroes, and what happened when you don't bother folks? They don't do nothing, right? So I need y'all to bother them for me because if I bother them, I run them off, right? So you bother them and tell them what you want to see, okay? All right. What else? It's a sign-in sheet. Where is it? Okay, so it back there, hid on the on the table back there. And that sign-up sheet is for people who want to be a part of our anniversary uh, planning for the committees. All right. All right. Make sure if there's something that you see on the sheet that you want to be a part of, make sure you sign it. This, is going to, this needs to be a big, big thing. Uh, we're going to have a community prayer walk and gathering on Saturday, which is the 15th of April. 
And on the 16th of April, we will have our anniversary celebration. Reverend Derek Rice from Sankofa Church will be preaching the 11 o'clock service. Uh, Reverend Jarius Dorsey and the Zion Baptist uh, Church family going to be coming from over in northwest Atlanta. And they're going to bring the pain and the funk. You know, they, they come really hard. And I can't wait for Reverend Dorsey to come and be in this pulpit again. So we got all kind of stuff going, right, coming up. That's April the 15th and 16th. Uh, and also we have a fundraising goal of $5,000 for that time. Y'all know, you know me. You know I don't talk about no money. You know I don't be asking nobody for nothing. But we need to do what we need to do to get done what we need to get done. All right, so folks going to be talking to you about that going forward. All right, then, finally, that's it, ain't it? See, I told y'all we could have just left and y'all wouldn't have had to hear none of this. Uh, what else we got? That's it? Trap Yoga. Back on at 6 o'clock this Wednesday. That's what's been keeping me alive. And you know what's probably been wrong with me? My yoga instructor been gone all week, and I ain't had no yoga. I ain't had no yoga. And that that got, my, got me messed up, feeling, feeling strange. Uh, but uh, we'll be back on it in the morning. And uh, Wednesday, she comes to the Beloved Community Church at 6 o'clock. Our sister, Jessica Kay, uh, she'll be here at 6. We start at, we start at 6, right? Uh, and we, right where you right at now, all them chairs moved out the way. That's why we got them chairs. That's why we got rid of the pews so we can do exactly what we're doing. We are. We'll be doing the, the yoga, and it's real therapeutic. I'll just say it like that. All right. So that's it. Can I stop talking? Can we go? What? Bible study at seven o'clock. Street therapy. Street therapy at seven o'clock. We are each other's therapists. All right. And we come, and I get some get some good faithful people that are a part of the Bible study. I really would like to see us expand again. Uh, and I thank God for the core. Uh, thank God for each of you who carried on last week. And if y'all don't mind, would you put your hands together for Reverend Knight for carrying on for us last week. Also, while you're clapping, would you please put your hands together for our sister Victoria for standing in, uh, for our brother Leon, who is away. Very well. And uh, it's good to see Sean in the house today. Put your hands together for our brother. I shall. And that's on the 26th next, next Sunday. I think it's at 3 o'clock, something like that. 6 o'clock? Wow. Okay. What, what time is it, AJ? It's at 6. Okay. 6 o'clock. Uh, it's a black history program that is uh, uh, being put on by our dear brother SKS. And um, I'm supposed to be saying something. I don't know what I'm going to say. But you know it's going to be black. You know what I'm saying? Also, y'all, if y'all don't mind, if y'all uh, put your hands together for Brother Harold. We ain't seen him in a while. Harold, be out there. He be out in the world. Be out in the world making it happen. That's my white member. That's the only white man who can stand up under this strong black preacher. <laughs> he stand up under. He don't, have, he don't, he don't flinch. He don't turn red. Nothing. Don't do none of that. <laughs> He a good, he's a good, he's a good dude, a good man, uh, a, a good brother, and he really black on the inside. 
All right, let's go. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our change. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It is our, our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We, we must love and support each other. We got nothing to lose. Nothing, nothing to lose but our change. It's our duty to fight. Duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It is our duty to win. We got to love and support. Love and support each other. We got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose but our chains. Lord God, we thank you for this day. And for everything that we've experienced, we ask that you would go with us as we go to our many different destinations. Uh, bless the food pantry that is wide open right now. Bless those who are standing in line to get what they need to make it through the week. I pray that you would continue to strengthen us in this ministry so that we would be able to continue to provide. Lord God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. And we pray that you would give us fresh insight to our own worth and our own value, that we would not allow others to cause us to think less of ourselves than we are really worth. We are worth more than many sparrows. And so we thank you, we praise you, we bless you, and we ask every blessing in the name of your son, sweet black Jesus, our African Messiah, our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, our Healer, the lover of our soul and our best friend. And it's for his sake that we pray. Amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Oh. Put your hand up high in the sky. Grab a handful of authority and pull it down and shout, Harambe. 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 That means let's all pull together. Go in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you. I love you. God loves you too. I'll see you next week. And the Lord said the same thing. Matter of fact, I'll see you at Trap Yoga. I'll holler. <laughs>